In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Welcome back to another episode of Betches Brides. I'm your host, Fallon Carter. Joining us today is Emily Forrest. Emily is a seasoned wedding expert with over seven years experience and has played an integral role in helping Zola's 2.0 million couples seamlessly plan their celebrations. Emily is highly in tune with consumer and industry wedding trends and topics such as registry, guest etiquette, vendors, planning, stationery, everything in between. Emily, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great. I'm so excited to be here after listening to so many of your episodes. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you listening. And I have been waiting to have someone from Zola on this show. Here we are. Here we are <laughs> at last. I, I praise your platform. I, I love it. It is by far one of my favorites. And I recommend it to all my couples because they're like, what do we do for a registry? I don't want to go to Macy's or Bloomingdale's. I was like, guess what? Call Zola. <laughs> well, I appreciate that very much. I don't build products, but I do get to talk about them, which is just as fun. So tell me like the backstory of Zola. Give us like day one. What was the deal? Okay. Well, I didn't start day one, but I started pretty close to it. And very exciting. This is our 10th, this is our 10th birthday. Um, and it's oh, really just birthday. crazy. Yeah. It's just like really crazy okay. to think about how much has changed in the past 10 years, you know, at Zola, but also, you know, within the wedding industry, um, how much has changed mm -hmm. over the past, like 20, 30 years is crazy, but just in the past 10 years is really just so much, you know, um, mm -hmm. Zola was founded by two really incredible people who both have a background in e-commerce. You know? okay. Um, and they were kind of at that point in time in their lives. I think we've all been at Nobu. One of the founders had just gotten married. And Shan, our other founder, was kind of on the wedding circuit. You know, she was at a wedding every weekend. I can definitely relate to that <laughs> when I was a little bit younger. You know, um, and she always tells this great story about her friend who only registered for Silver Spoons. Um, so she went to, yes, which I can relate to because I once went to a wedding. Um, I hope this person does not listen to this podcast. But she only registered for <laughs> Crystal Butterflies. Only Crystal Butterflies. And so Shan tells a story that she asked her friend, why did you only register for silver things and silver spoons? I don't want to get you a silver spoon. That's not like meaningful to our relationship. I'm going to get mm. you something else. And her friend said to her, well, I just found the registry process to be so overwhelming that I had my mom do it. And I didn't even look because I don't really care because like I couldn't deal with it as another thing. And I, I, I wanted to tell that story because I just think it's so poignant of like what registry used to be and how far it's come, you know, because of mm. Zola and just innovations in tech. Um, and today Zola is really like a one-stop site. So they really grew it from a registry into an entire world of wedding planning tools. So now you can book your venue, your vendors, create your wedding website, you know, um, make your wedding invitations and also build your registry all on Zola. So hopefully it's easy. Just a few clicks, get it done. 
I love that. That's an interesting story because I'm like, why does someone want just silver spoons? But they they release the task to someone else. Et voila. <laughs> but I still need the glass butterfly. What's that about? You know, I, I, I'll never forget going to this. Are they obsessed? This person's registry. <laughs> it was my husband's friend, you know, and I think it seemed to be a registry where only one person added the gifts. And mm. perhaps this person really, you know, was obsessed with this idea that your wedding registry should be very traditional and that you should mm. add gifts like crystal. And there was has got to be like 20 crystal butterflies in all different colors all over her registry. And um, I gave them cash because I just didn't want to participate in, in such a thing. <sighs> so when you're thinking about what goes on a registry, What, how do you even begin the process of like, because everyone's going to tell you, you should get, I usually tell my couples when you're creating a registry, think about some of the things that you might have in your home already that you may want to upgrade. Maybe you want new cooking ware or new flatware or new glassware, but is there a rhythm or a way? Cause Zola has so many other different options. They have You can buy Delta certificates. You can get Airbnb credits. You can get a Sonos. Like there's so many things now that are outside of just home goods. What's your suggestion on kind of making that initial list of what are we going to register for? That's a good tip actually that you gave that usually I do kind of start with, which is the first is like to shop your home, to leave like no drawer unopened and like no stone unturned Mm. in your own home. I think that people forget that, for registry, you can actually register for upgrades to items that you already have in your home. You know, so if you open your drawer and you see that the only thing you have is the silverware that you both had in college that you've now like cobbled together and it's all mismatched. Eek, eek. You know, you can register for silverware. (laughs) Yeah, like just because you have it, you know, doesn't mean that you can't upgrade it. And then I would also say to like really make starting your registry a moment in time hopefully wedding registry is like one of those like really fun moments to check off. And it's not just, you know, another chore that you have to do, but you know, I really suggest that people like sit down together and they start it together, not just one person starting it, but, but you really start it together, you know, order sushi, pour a glass of wine and like really look through all the categories. Like we have categories on our site, like bestsellers, Um, you know, for the home, entertaining, for your pet, experiences. Um, So I think that's just a great way, you know, to start to get inspired for what you might want to add, you know, that you might not have thought about. What do you wish more people knew about building a registry? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I wish more people knew that they didn't have to let other people's opinions impact their wedding registry. Or your wedding, period. Or your wedding. (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting to think about also just the growth of who couples are who are getting married today, right? You know, we see, we just, we just did our Zola first look report, which is like the annual report that we put out every year. Um, And we found that 87% of couples live together before they get married. 40% of them share finances. A huge number of them have already purchased a home together. You know, and so they've done all these big steps. And we also know that 90% of them are actually like financially contributing to their wedding in some way, shape or form. 
Um, and I think that it's just really interesting to think about couples are really financially independent, you know, and yet they still let, you know, their parents or their grandparents often dictate what goes onto their registry or how their wedding is. And I think it's interesting to see as people really have their own homes and pay for their own weddings and, and are registering for their own stuff, how, you know, opinions don't have to matter as much because it's the wedding that you want to have and the home that you want to build together. Yeah. And I think it's, um, what I find is even I have couples who are asking their friends, like what that, like post wedding, what did you do for your wedding? Which photographer did you use? It's like everyone is seeking some validation or like they don't want to get it wrong. And it, especially when it comes to wedding planning, they're like, I must follow the trends. I must follow this because I don't want to make a mistake. I don't want to have a misstep. I don't want people to say like, oh, this is, wasn't a great wedding because it didn't have X, Y, Z. And I think even approaching a registry probably has the same kind of connotation. You're like, oh my God, there's so many options. How, how do I even begin? And it's like, just trust yourself. Take it slow. No one's going to judge you. And if you don't have one, no one's going to judge you. It's like, be easy. How do you approach your partner, specifically when you both have very different interior design styles? Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, isn't marriage all about compromise? <laughs> We're not ordering a bowl sculpture. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm a wedding and registry expert. I don't know if I'm a relationship expert. You can ask my husband. But, you know, I do think that not every single thing on the registry has to be for both people. I, and I do think you can, you know, meld what you want together. And that's why it's important to build a registry together. You mm. know, um, you know, I registered, I'm trying to think about like some things that I registered for. Well, my husband is very um, into wine. And so he actually registered for a cash fund for like vintage wine so that he could collect our wedding year anniversary and wine, which was really special, but that's like not something I would have ever thought to add to our registry. Hmm. You know, meanwhile, like I wanted Framebridge wedding photos all over all our walls, you know, <laughs> and that's not something that he really cared about. Um, you know, and so I think it's really just about like coming together and, and melding your styles and agreeing on things. But I also don't think that every single gift has to be for both people. I feel that. You just mentioned something that I think is on everyone's mind, a cash registry. Um, and I think our Emily Post book is probably like shuddering in the corners. But what is the like etiquette on cash funds and, and, and using that as a registry? Yeah. So, you know, I mean, the great thing about Zola is that you can add everything in, in the one place. So you can add cash funds, but you can also add gifts and also add gift cards. Um, so you don't have to choose just a cash registry or just a more traditional registry. You can choose everything, you know, and I think that that really pleases um, all couples and all their guests too. Um, if there are some Emily Post fans who are visiting your registry, you can make sure you have something for them as well. Um, but this year we see that 87% of couples are adding at least one cash fund to their registry. And so I think as a culture, we really move towards like acceptance of cash funds. Hmm. the best way to create a cash fund is to make it feel personal and make it not feel like a bucket of money. So upload your picture 
give it a name. You know, if you're creating a honeymoon fund, don't just, you can call it honeymoon fund. You can create a cash fund for two uh, Delta tickets to go to Hawaii and then um, a waterfall excursion, you know, and give them all specific amounts of money so that the guest who's contributing, they are really contributing to cash in your pocket that you're going to use for something that's special to you, you know, but they also feel like they've given you that gift. Yeah, that that's beautiful. And even with experiences, I you mentioned like, are experiences somehow different than cash funds? Yes. Um, so we have two different sections on our site. Um, one is cash funds and then one is actually experiences. So when, when I say experiences, what I really mean is gift cards. We call it experiences. Okay. <laughs> it's really gift cards for all different types of experiences that you might have. So for example, Airbnb gift card and KitchenAid stand mixer toggle between like the number one and number two spots on Zola, back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> and then um, like a Delta Airlines gift card again, you know, but you could also register for simply a cash fund for Delta. You know, it's it's really up to you how you do that. We have gift cards to like BarkBox, you know, like we have all different types of gift cards on our site, but we also have the ability for you to register for cash. I love that. Yeah. You guys have so many different resources. I use Zola for, I think it was my 35th birthday and I did a girl's trip to Sedona and I I made it a registry. I was like, I want plates for a new house. I want new glassware, napkins. I was like, I'm, I haven't gotten married yet, but I still want some upgrades to my things. And what I love the most is I was, somebody bought me, like I got too many sets of the same plates and I was able to transfer it into a cash value and use that for something else on the website, which I was like, that was amazing. Is that something that you've seen other couples do when they might get something that they might've gotten a duplicate of in their registry? Yes. You know, I mean, I think that people, you know, I also encourage people to add registry gifts, like really all along the way of their journey. Um, and people mm. might change their mind or they might get gifts off registry, which is a little bit annoying, but that's, that's fine. Um, <laughs> you know, so it's like, okay, so you go to your wedding shower and you receive five cheese plates that are off <laughs> registry. Maybe you don't need the cheese plate that you registered for anymore. And so you just want to convert it to credit. Doesn't matter to us what you use your credit on. You know, it's really up to you. It's a choose your own adventure. You mm. can um, take all the credit from, let's say you got five different gifts that, you know, you just decided you don't have space for in your tiny New York City apartment um, and you want to turn them into a credit and you want to buy a couch. You can do that. You can do whatever you want. I loved that. It was my favorite thing. Like I ordered this really great flatware set from Crate and Barrel that I was, I had my eye on and once I traded in the cash and I still ordered it through Zola and it was perfect. And of course I still ordered to have like all the things gift wrap. It was, it was all lovely. So I, again, I love Zola. This is great question now regarding when should timing, like when should you set up your registry and is it something that needs to be done in one sitting or can, like you said, can you kind of take your time to build it? And what does that look like? Yeah. Um, well, I definitely don't think it needs to be done in one sitting. I do think that it's nice to kind of like have that moment in time where you start it, you know, mm. it's just kind of like a celebration of like, oh my God, I'm finally adding the KitchenAid stand mixer <laughs> that I like could never afford on my own. Um, <laughs> it's just a really fun moment in time. And I do think that along the wedding planning process, you probably know this even better than me, but people like forget to take a moment to say like, mm. wow, we're doing this. Like, wow, this is fun you know? Yeah. And I hope people can do that with registry, but no, we actually have like a feature on our app. It's kind of like a Tinder feature where you can like swipe right or swipe left. 
on register items. And so you can literally be on the subway, like swiping right and swiping left on like different home decor. Yeah. So you can always be adding to your registry, always taking away. We get the question about when to start your registry all the time. I think for some reason people feel like if I started too early or if I started too late, I'm going to be like judged by other people. Mm. Yeah. Like are people going to feel like I'm being, um, like I'm asking for too much if all of a sudden I'm engaged and they have a registry. Um, and to that, I would say the answer is no. First of all, nobody's really going to find your registry unless they're looking for it. Right. <laughs> but also if people are looking for their, re- for your registry, it's because they want to buy you something. Um, so I would definitely start it before like your first event that might require gifts. So if you are having a wedding shower, I would have your registry done before then, you know, okay. for sure. I love Okay, cool. And what items are you seeing couples are increasingly adding to their registries? I know you mentioned the KitchenAid stand mixer, which I love mine. And it's it's toggling between that and Airbnb card. But what are some other cool items that you're, you've been seeing over the years go up in, in on the registries? Yeah, I mean, I think that registry is like a really cool space because there's kind of this like duality of forever and ever gifts, like the KitchenAid mixer and you know, the Lake Crusade Dutch oven and Lennox dinnerware. Ugh, but then yes. there's also home trends that like we get to have fun and play with, you know, and I think two things. One is like, actually, I, I think, you know, couples who are getting married today are like on TikTok, right? And we're all on TikTok. I'm on TikTok far too much. And I think there are some brands that have done like a really good job of marketing themselves to this next generation, like Caraway Home, Our Place, Estelle Colored Glass, like Homesick Candles. and Couples know about those brands now. And so we see those brands added more and more Mm. to wedding registries, you know, Um, because there is a correlation between like the age of people getting married and like the age of people who scroll TikTok endlessly, you know, and then the other, the other trend that we see is just like home decor trends do play a role in registry. So Mm. this year, for example, um, we see like a lot of like curved furniture, um, people wanting like, that's just like a big home trend. And so we see that reflected in like the sofas that people are adding to their registry uh. is like a curved shape or these like beautiful curved mirrors by Umbra that we sell on Zola. Like when you think about big colors and home decor, I think this year like purple is a really big color. So we see purple pillows added to registry. Um, we see peach now, of course, because Pantone came mm-hmm. out with peach Peach fuzz, peach fuzz, right? Peach fuzz is the color of the year. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's really interesting because if you look across registry, you might see the most traditional items mixed with the most untraditional items. Or, yeah. Yeah, you know, really like fuzzy home trend things that maybe they won't last for their whole lives. But that's okay. It's okay. You have a mix. <laughs> a little bit of everything. What are some of the items that you're seeing that are going out of style on registries? Oh, blenders. <laughs> Toast. No, I love a blender. I love a blender. I love a blender um, too. <laughs> that's a good question. I would say the thing that comes to mind is just like the most traditional things. So, you know, fine china. I don't, I don't want to say that it's out. I just also don't want to say that it's a must or that it's like super in mm. right now. We see couples registering for plates, of course, but you know, the most popular plates on our site, I believe, are like the the very basic white crate mm-hmm. and barrel dinnerware. Like a coupe, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, and we see couples adding a lot of like really fun plates, like and pasta bowls and just like having more fun entertaining yeah. and like the options than kind of like the old rules of like you have to add fine china, you know? And crystal and vases and little bowls that ha- that for you to put sweets in or something like that. Like that's those are things that are hmm. Yeah. It's not to say that people don't do it. It's just not really like a must or a trend anymore. Agree. Agreed. And some of those things are fun to just pick up when you're, I find I pick up those things when I'm traveling as like um, keepsakes is kind of souvenirs that I actually will use. It's like all of my little ring bowls and like vases that I have now all are, they tell a story of a trip, which I find even more magical. I want to move into some listener emails and I'd love your help answering them. So we're just going to jump right on in. Hello, Betches Brides. I'm a 2024 bride whose friends and family have been asking about my registry and I'm hoping you can help me. My fiance and I have been blessed with great jobs and have been able to pay for our 75 person wedding out of pocket. I've been having a hard time deciding if I even want to set up a registry. We don't really want, need anything. We've been living together for almost a decade and have acquired everything we need and want as a couple. Our wedding is small and only the people we know very well will be attending. I only want our guests to get us gifts if they want to and only if they feel it represents our friendship well. Like I don't want a random clock from one of my closest friends. Am I being ridiculous? And if I want to continue without a registry, how can I convey my sentimental gifts only message to my guest? Well, that is, that's a little question. (laughs) You know, my real opinion is that I hear from a lot of people who I think for some reason don't want to have a registry, but at the same time, they don't want to receive a random clock from their friend. And I don't think that you can have it both ways, Mm. to be honest. And I do think that that your friends and family members want to give you a gift. So if you want to receive random clocks from your friends, that is what might happen if you don't mm-hmm. give them a little bit of direction, you know? So I think, you know, one thing you can do on Zola is you can write a message at the top of your registry. You can add a photo and then you can write a, a message that's, you know, your presence is gift enough. We really don't expect any gifts, but if you, you know, if you feel so inclined and you would really like to purchase as a gift, you know, we've given you some direction below on things that we'd love to have in our home, you know? Mm. Um, so I think there's a really nice way to ask, you know, for gifts just because people do want to give them. Um, and that's always going to be the case. I love that. I, I don't even have any feedback because that's a beautiful tip. <laughs> I Like done, sold. I love it. All right. Hi, Fallon. Thank you so much for all you do for us struggling brides out here. I'm hoping to have a destination wedding in Mexico late next year. Both sides of our family will be traveling. And while it will be cheaper than having it in California, it will still be pretty expensive for some of our guests. Should I expect those coming to my destination wedding to also buy gifts off my registry? Or should I only send my registry to those who couldn't make it to the wedding? Oh, do you like my sound effects? Okay. Um, <laughs> so I think this is a little bit of the same answer, but also different in that, um, first of all, usually you wouldn't just send your registry to anybody. I don't think. Usually, um, you know, 
you would put your registry as part of your wedding website and you just simply share the details of your wedding website with your guests, you know, uh, on your invitation through your digital save the date, however, you're getting the word out about your wedding. Um, and I think I would really leave it up to the guests to navigate unless they specifically say, you know, text you, Hey, can I, can you send me your registry? Mm-hmm. Then I wouldn't, I want to direct guests directly to the registry. It is, again, it's harder to ask guests who are already spending a lot of money traveling to your wedding to give gifts, but you're not asking them for gifts by creating a registry. You're simply providing them with a roadmap and with a message Mm -hmm. to give gifts if they want to. Um, You can always add gifts at a lower price point if that makes you feel more comfortable. You know, don't add the KitchenAid spend mixer that's really expensive. Add some less expensive gifts so that people who are already spending a lot of money on your wedding don't have to purchase something at a high price point. That's that brings me to another question for you now that we now that we've gotten there. Kind of what's the what is the etiquette on creating kind of a robust registry that can touch on everyone's financial ability, if you will. And second part of that question is there is some etiquette on you don't just tell people blatantly, this is my registry, go buy me something. <laughs> it's like there, there it, there's a subtleness to sharing the image, the messaging, if you will. Talk to me a little bit more about building a registry that has a lot of different price points. I think break it down into like $25, $50, $75, and more price points. Mm. Make sure that you kind of cover all of those buckets. A lot of people will also want to group gifts together. And the other thing to remember is that most people come to a registry with a price point in mind. You know, most people like before they get to your wedding registry, they're going to say, I'm going to spend a hundred dollars on a gift. And so they're looking for a gift within that price point. They're probably going to filter for that price point right away. So I think it's important to make sure that you have enough gifts at all of those price points that you'll be happy with. Um, And there Mm. is no such thing as adding too much to your wedding registry because again, you know, on Zola, you can actually Mm. convert to credit. If you change your mind about something, if you don't get the gift that you really, really wanted, you know, you can use your credit to buy the gift that you really wanted. You know, and the other thing is that we also offer a group gifting feature. So if you do want something really expensive, like say you want to register for like Le a curved couch, let's <laughs> okay. say, um, a whole thing of like outdoor <laughs> patio furniture or something, you can actually ask for like four, I'm making this up, four installments of $100. And then okay. somebody can buy you a hundred dollars towards your couch. Towards that. I love, I love a payment plan. It's like layaway. Yeah. <laughs> buy now, pay later. <laughs> I guess it's pay now, buy later, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> like help a sister out. I love, okay. That's a, another great, great asset of Zola. That's beautiful. So what are some last takeaways that you'd love to share when it comes to registry, like high level? I think my takeaways is like, do what you want. It's your wedding. It's your house. It's your life together and your future. So do not be afraid to register for the things that you really want to register for. You know, register for a cash fund. Do not be afraid to register for a cash fund. You know, if people have opinions, they can keep their opinions to themselves and they can buy you what they feel most comfortable with on your registry. Mm. 
And I think just make sure that your registry is really a reflection of who you are as a couple, that you both contribute to it, that you both love it, that when the gifts come in the mail, you're going to feel really, really happy that all those Mm. gifts came in the mail because you chose them. And that's what you wanted for your wedding. I love that. I love that. Thank you. All right. We're going to close out with a game segment. I want to play a fun game of trendy or timeless. So I have a list of wedding registry items. And with your help, we'll decide if we think they are a trend or if you think they are truly timeless. All right. Starting off with bed sheets. Timeless. Timeless. I was like, I told you this game was easy. (laughs) Do you have a favorite bed sheet right now? Um, I just bought myself all new parachute sheets and I actually bought myself a new bed for my birthday. Oh, I know. Hey man. Ooh. I had to get a bigger bed. I think simple pleasures, a hundred percent or freshly fresh, clean sheets after you shower and wash your hair and do the whole thing. And you're like, is there anything more amazing than the feeling of fresh sheets? Nothing more amazing <laughs> except perhaps being in your bed alone with Ooh. the fresh sheets. Okay. Well, I do. I, I, I am not married. I do live alone. And this is actually, that is my life. So that is amazing. <laughs> but okay. The next one is air fryer. Um, trendy, but a good gift to have. I still don't have one. And everyone is like blasphemous. Um, I also just got an air fryer for Hanukkah. <laughs> is it dope? Did you try it? Is it used it? I love it. I used it. I have two kids, um, so I made them air fried chicken fingers, and my son was like, "I love this." So it was really worth every penny. So trendy but timeless in my house. Okay, it's a combo. Um, mm-hmm. A noise machine. Timeless. Always have to have it. What is a noise machine? A noise machine is like something that you can use to sleep, right? Like if you put on white noise. I have to sleep with silence. I'm like, I have to, it has to be completely. I even sleep with oh, airplugs. I like white noise. <laughs> I like white noise. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's a trend like for the nice ocean wave. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay, well, a record player. Oh. Timeless. That is timeless. I was like, period. <laughs> a honeymoon fund. Timeless because you will keep the memories forever. Oh, I think that's a little trendy. Okay, we can disagree. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine China dish set. Kind of old trendy, not trendy anymore. <laughs> and I'm like, define, because the next one is Le Creuset Pots, and I'm like, that's timeless to me. Timeless, timeless. Yeah, what's the difference between a Le Creuset and fine China dish? Oh, I guess it's like the display plates. Not the cooking vessel. Yeah. I feel like fine. Yeah. Fine China would be like, right. What you serve your Thanksgiving dinner on. That I just personally think is like a little unnecessary now, but. I still think that's timeless. Cause I was doing Thanksgiving at my place and I was like, I don't have enough nice bowls for all of my meal choices. And I was like, this looks Fallon, you need to upgrade. It's like, you're right. Yeah, I mean, upgraded, <laughs> upgraded entertaining and serveware items, timeless. But specifically, the idea that you must have fine china in your house. Trendy. 
opposite of trendy, opposite of trendy, like dated, antiquated. Yeah. Dated, Mm. dated. (laughs) But definitely get the Le Creuset pots. Always. A hundred percent. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. That's it for this week's episode of Betches Brides. Emily, where can people follow you on Instagram or social media or online, wherever? You can just follow at Zola. And okay, cool. um, I think that is the best place. If you don't want to see just my personal photos of my children, follow at Zola for actual wedding tips. <laughs> You guys can follow the show at Betches Brides on Instagram and you can follow me at I am Fallon Carter. Be sure to rate, review and follow the show on Apple, Spotify or wherever you're listening now. We'll have new episodes every single Monday. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. Thank you guys so much for listening until death do us part. Betches.